0: 11 days away from the texas football season and it seems like this texas football team just keeps getting better and better you are locked on longhorns your daily podcast on the texas longhorns part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we are discussing what we've heard from Saturday scrimmage, really the offseason takes as a whole. And, you know, last but not least, I have to talk about DeMarvi and overshone who played for my favorite football team and got drafted by my favorite football team, and unfortunately, we have to wait a year to see him on the field. We discuss all of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are 11 days away from Texas football against Rice and DKR, and I'm so excited uh, for the season. Should be a special one for the Longhorns. I just found out yesterday that uh, I got two tickets to the Wyoming game uh, on September 16th, which is my 30th birthday. Yeah, I'm turning 30 in a few Saturdays, so... Mark that on your calendar. So I'm super excited. The first night game of the year in DKR. Hopefully uh, we see the day view of the orange LED lights. That would be a special atmosphere as we get ready uh, to move into the SEC. So super excited for the season, super excited to have all of you with me. And, you know, as always, as I like to say, if you're watching on YouTube and you enjoy the show, please like, please subscribe, subscribe. Uh, Thankful for all your support. And if you're listening on audio, whatever platform it is, I'm thankful uh, for that as well. 11 days away. Right. And it seems like this Texas football team is getting better and better, you know, from everything we hear uh, out of scrimmages and just the entire offseason. So, you know, I want to take this time to, you know, give my takeaways and my thoughts on what we've been hearing for the last, you know, three, four months, you know, in preparation uh, for the 2023 season. And my first thought is that after two scrimmages, we have no major injuries. Right. And I think that's a super blessing. Now, you know, there was some talk about, you know, maybe some players being banged up after the last scrimmage. But that's football. Right. You would expect that. You know, you can't go out there, you know, hitting people, you know, at 100 miles an hour and not expect to, you know, fill it the next day. Right. So as you know, been reported, it seems like there are no major injuries and everybody is full go. And I think that's huge going into the season, because at this time last year, you knew that you did not have Isaiah Nayor for the entire 2022 season. And that's something that I think affected us throughout the season because we did not have a third wide receiver that we could rely on, right? And that affected the offense. At this time last year, you knew that you weren't going to have Junior Angle for the entire 2022 season. And we know that at this time last season, last offseason, Kyle Flood was – you know, trying to mix and match. You know, seeing what he had at the center position, and maybe Junior Angolau had the inside track to take over at that position for Jake Majors. Or it could have been a situation where Jake Major started at center and Junior Angolau started at one of the guard spots, right? But I think interior offensive line was not a strength for this Texas football team last year, and part of the reason for that was Junior Angolau tore his ACL in the first scrimmage. So, um, you know. It's good that that's not the case this year. We don't have any major injuries. And even, you know, last year when you had Jaleel Billingsley, right? He wasn't hurt, but he was suspended. I can't remember if it was the first four or six games, whatever it was, right? But we don't have any suspensions going into week one. So we expect everybody on this Texas football team uh, in the Rice game to be a full go. And, you know, when you have a lot of expectations, you expect to win a lot of games. That's a good sign, you know, going into the season uh, fully healthy, right? So, Great to see after two scrimmages, no major injuries, keeping our fingers crossed, knocking on wood, that that continues until September 2nd and hopefully as long as they can uh, throughout the season. My second takeaway or you know, second thought is that the defense continues to get the better of the offense. Right. And that's something we've heard really all offseason. You know, this year and all offseason last year. Now, we heard it all offseason last year, and that led to a really good performance by this defense, a really good turnaround uh, from 2021. This defense was one of the best, you know, in the Big 12 and, you know, kind of took that next step in terms of being one of the best defenses in the country. And we saw, in my opinion, in the two biggest games of the year, the defense showed up and showed out against Alabama and TCU. Right. Right. And now coming into this season, even though you've lost, you know, players like Keandre and DeMarvi and Overshawn, I think this defense has the capability, you know, to be better than they were last year. And like I said, you know, like I've said plenty of times on the podcast, if you can get 10 plus games from Jalen Catalan, I think this defense can be borderline elite, right? Especially, you know, returning your leader and, you know, All-American last year in Jalen Ford. And they just have so much talent and so much depth at each position group on this defense. So, you know, I think that, you know, the trend is that the last two off seasons, the defense has gotten the better of the off. Offense. And like I said, that's no surprise based on what we saw on the field last year. And I think Pete Gakowski is one of the you know most underrated coordinators in college football. And if he's not underrated, he's underappreciated. Right. You know, pick one of the two. Uh, my question is, is if the defense is continuing to get the better of the offense, is this just simply two very strong units going against each other and iron sharpening iron? Or is it going to be like last year where we saw. Where the inconsistency in the run game and just the overall inconsistency of the offense that we were hearing about in the scrimmages and the practice reports, that translated to the season. All right. We expect the offense to be more explosive this year. They have more talent on that side of the ball this year. Quinn Ewers, you know, should develop and take that next step. Steve Sarkeesian should be a lot better as a play designer and play caller this year and as a game manager than he was last year. But the defense continues to get the better of the offense in the scrimmage. So my question is. Is this just a case of two very strong units going against each other and somebody having to win because it's a competition? Or is the offense showing signs of inconsistency again? And is that going to translate to the season? Hope not. You know, I hope it's just, like I said, iron sharpening iron and, you know, the Texas offense going against a really, really good Texas defense. But, you know, I think that's something to monitor going into the season, especially in week two against Alabama on the road. My third takeaway or what we're hearing is that the offense was turnover prone again. And after the first scrimmage, uh, you know, Steve Sarkeesian had media availability and he talked about how they had to clean up a lot of pre-snap penalties and turnovers. I think there were three turnovers in the first scrimmage and, not sure how many pre-snap penalties, but enough to get Steve Sarkisian talking about it at his media availability. And, you know, we could talk about how talented each position group is on this offense and, you know, who should win what award and, you know, how many games this Texas football team should win, all of that. Right. But turnovers and penalties are the great equalizer. right? I don't care how much talent you have on the offensive side of the ball. If you give teams extra yards or you take yards away from your offense and if you give teams extra opportunities on short fields to score they will take advantage of and that could cause Texas to lose some games this year so you know I know we have a you know high-flying offense I know we have a ton of talent on that side of the ball but if you're out here you know turning the ball over multiple times in each scrimmage you just have to hope that that does not translate to the season because like I said that's the great equalizer and you can have Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, Jonathan Brooks, Kelvin Banks all day long. Right. But if you're going to commit penalties and turn the ball over, that's the great equalizer. And teams will have a chance to catch up to you, sneak up on you and possibly beat you if you don't take care of the ball. And my last major takeaway before we get into some of the individual players who have shined in the last scrimmage in this offseason. Is that wide receiver, defensive line, and corner seem to be the most consistent and productive units on this team right now. We've heard nothing but good reviews about Xavier Worthy, who I'll talk about specifically in the next segment. But he dominated in the last scrimmage, did not participate in the first one. A.D. Mitchell, from the time he stepped on campus, it seems like every report is just AD Mitchell looks really good. He's super consistent. He balls out in every scenario he's put in. We know what Jordan Whittington brings to the table in terms of leadership, his ability to run block, you know, and his ability to catch, you know, over the middle and make plays. Isaiah Nayor can be really special coming off of you know that ACL. And then Jonte Cook, I think, is an all-world freshman. That D-line, you know, with Alfred Collins' emergence looks really special, right? Baron Sorrell, uh, Trill Carter, Tavandre Sweat, and Byron Murphy. That's a really good group. And then that corner. We've heard about the emergence of Malik Muhammad, but I think Ryan Watts and, you know, Jad A. Baron, you know, are still plus players for you at those positions. So it seems like, you know, throughout the offseason, there may have been some inconsistency at other position groups. But I think one thing that has been a common theme uh, from the start of the offseason until, you know, 11 days into the season is that the wide receiver room, the defensive line room and the cornerback room have all been super productive, very talented, very deep and should be units that carry this Texas Texas football team. On the field this year, a quick word from our sponsors, and then we're getting into some individual players who were superstars in the last scrimmage and have had a really good offseason heading into the 2023 football season. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we are faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. So I gave my overall takeaways and, you know, just my thoughts on you know kind of some of the major position groups and things that have been happening uh in the off season and the last few scrimmages but now i want to talk about some individual players I think you know haven't made a name for themselves you know necessarily because they already had a name and we already knew who they were and expect them to do big things but are really showing you know they're going to be prime time players for this Texas football team in 2023 and the first one is Xavier Worth and we already know what he can bring to the table we saw him you know break out in 2021 and we feel like you know he left some meat on the bone last year in 2022 you know whether it was the USC rumors or just him not being right physically we know about the broken hand maybe him not being right mentally you know whatever it was you know inconsistent quarterback play we just feel like we didn't get the most out of Xavier Worthy and we know how special and how talented he is his speed his quickness his ability to get in and out of cuts his route running Um, you know he's just a special football player you know and somebody who's going to make plays on Saturdays and Sundays right he's that dynamic and you know he didn't participate in the first scrimmage you know but it was nothing to be concerned about just an illness but they said on Saturday he was balling out right and they said he had Ryan Watts out there you know (laughs) looking like he didn't belong, right? I'll be nice, right? So, uh, you know, Xavier Worthy was moving all around the field and making plays all over the field, you know? And that's what we're going to need for this Texas football team to be really explosive this year. You know, I think A.D. Mitchell at times will be the wide receiver one. I think at times when you get into those, you know, clutch situations when it's crunch time when you need a you know a, a big third down when you need a big 50-50 ball you're going to go to AD Mitchell but Xavier Worthy is still the pass catcher that makes this offense go and it's great to see you know against this strong Texas defense right that's really you know dominating up front and dominating in the run game and winning the scrimmage overall. That Xavier Worthy is doing his part to dominate on the offensive side of the ball. They said he caught a deep pass, uh, that was perfectly thrown from Quinn Ewers for about uh, 50 to 60 yards for a touchdown. Like they said, that he just gave Ryan Watts fits all day, right? And any corner in front of him was lunch, you know, for the most part. And hopefully, you know, that translates into the season. And we know what happened. You know, the last time Steve Sarkeesian had a draft eligible number one wide receiver, he won the Heisman and the Bolitnikoff. And when you look at it, we expect a big jump from Quinn Ewers this year. When you look at Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr. is obviously all world and he's obviously the favorite to win the Balitnikov this season. But Ohio State still has not named a starting quarterback. And Ryan Day came out and said his staff is 50-50 Right now, what I guess it would be 11 days away from their season as well. So if Texas can take a step forward and Ohio, take, Ohio State takes a step back, if Quinn Ewers takes a step forward and Ohio State's quarterback play takes a step back, then Xavier Worthy certainly has a path to winning the Bolitnikov this year. And he looks ready. He looks motivated. He looks in great shape. And I think he's going to have an all-world season at Bolitnikov type season. Also, side note, I did not know Xavier Worthy had a neck tat until yesterday. I was looking at him. I'm like, when did he get that fat tattoo on his neck with the number one right in front? You know, hope he balls out this season. Though. <laughs> you know, Alfred Collins. You know, and this is a a, a funny one because, you know, we've all talked about the inconsistency, you know, since 2020. And we knew how talented he was and we were just waiting for him to pop on the scene. And it's like all offseason we've heard Alfred Collins this, Alfred Collins that. And we're like, nah, I've heard this before. You know, I'm familiar with your game. You know, fool me once, but you can't fool me twice. And we just keep hearing about Alfred Collins. Right. And I was reading on Inside Texas and I think it might have been Jerry Hamilton who was saying You know, I got to put my personal emotions to the side because I've heard so much about Alfred Collins at this point. I just got to believe it. And he brings so much versatility to this defense. We talked about a defense that may struggle to generate an organic pass rush again in 2023. But if you have a player like Alfred Collins, who is super athletic, you know, can really cause fits up front in the run game, but also can kind of double and rush inside, but also rush on the outside, that gives you a really versatile and strong player up front that can give offensive lines and offensive coordinators fit. So I love what we're hearing about, Alfred Collins you know it is a contract year you know you feel like this is the year that he has to make some shape and it seems like throughout this offseason it's really clicking you know for one of the most talented players on this Texas football team so excited to see Alfred Collins you know when the lights are really on but you know from everything we've heard we should expect a really good breakout type season from Alfred Collins and I think this will benefit this Texas football team so much because it gives them an additional playmaker on a team full of playmakers but outside of that You have a player who legit can rush the passer from every spot on the defensive line. And that's a huge asset for a team that may struggle to rush the passer organically. DJ Campbell. This has been one of the most intense battles over the last two years on this Texas football team at that right guard spot. But it seems like the talented five star freshman who was the headliner at the time of the 2022 class is solidifying himself as the starting right guard for this Texas football team. And all we've heard is about how physical and how dominant he can be in the run game. And I think that's important when you lose players like D. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson to have somebody who can you know, significantly improved the run game from where it was last year. Now, there still may be some growing pains. There still may be some mental lapses. He's not a finished product yet. But when you have somebody like that, as athletic as he is, as strong as he is, that can move people in the run game consistently, you got to put him in there. You got to let him figure it out. And it seems like on September 2nd, DJ Campbell will be your starting right guard for this Texas football team. Malik Muhammad. Right. This is what happens when you bring in top 40, top 50 players in the country. I know 24 seven sports, you know, ended up moving him down to 73, whatever. (laughs) You know, he's a top 50 player in the country for me. Right. And this is a player that was the best player on two state championship teams, right? His junior and senior year. So, you know, his pedigree. And it's no surprise that they're saying already, he looks like the third corner on this team, right? You know, excluding the nickel position and Jade Barron. But they're saying right now it's Ryan Watts, Terrence Brooks, and Malik Muhammad. And after they said that, you know, Ryan Watts didn't have the best scrimmage, you know, in scrimmage two, You know, I think Malik Muhammad really could be challenging for a lot of playing time this year. But, you know, this is what happens when you bring in really good players, right? When you recruit at a high level, you expect them to perform. And Malik Muhammad has been a natural, right? I think he had two We had to pick six in the first scrimmage, and they said he helped force another turnover in this scrimmage. Didn't get any specifics, but he's been a hell of a player, right? And I think this 2023 class, I've said, is one of the most talented classes I've seen, regardless of school, you know, regardless of year. And I think Malik Muhammad will be an impact player on Saturdays and Sundays. And the same with Anthony Hill. You know, they talk about how he's one of the best pass rushers on the team already, and they use him as a Swiss Army knife. And most reports are essentially saying that he's better than David Bender right now. But David Bender will start, but Anthony Hill is going to be on his heels right <laughs> so uh, we know how special of a player he is I've said you know multiple times on his podcast that he is a future SEC defensive player of the year I would like him to start week one right I think it's very obvious you know that he's Better than David Bender already, you know, but David Bender has the experience and they said he's had a strong, you know, finish, you know, to the offseason and fall camp. So, you know, you can't keep Anthony Hill off the field and he's going to be used in certain packages. But I think eventually it's going to get to a point to where he's going to have to start. Right. And you're going to have to use David Bender in certain packages. But we'll see you know, how that plays out. Nonetheless, you know, to have players in your two deep like Malik Muhammad and Anthony Hill, who can come in in rotations and still be very productive for this Texas football team is a huge sign and a sign that this Texas team could take off in 2023. A quick word from our sponsors, and then we get a little somber talking about Demar being overshown. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. I mean, you can bet on the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, and every time they win this year, you'll get bonus bets. And You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Bet on the Cowboys. <laughs> All right, really quick, I just want to talk about DeMar being over Sean. And it was such a blessing, uh, you know, to watch him at Texas and, you know, just him going from safety to linebacker and, you know, taking that in stride and, you know, ending up as one of the best defensive players in the country. It was a sight to see. And I think he was a part of, you know, a huge cultural turnaround. You know at the University of Texas and we'll see the benefits of that for years to come and a huge on the field turnaround you know going from five and seven to eight and five uh last year and you know we always are going to follow our forever Longhorns in the NFL and you know I'll be looking at you know the Chicago Bears for Roshan and the Atlanta Falcons for uh Bijan and unfortunately you know the Philadelphia Eagles for Moro Ojomo and so on and so forth but it was such a blessing for me because I am a Cowboys fan and a Longhorns fan so I was going to get to see, you know, DeMarvin Overstone continue to play for my favorite football team. And that's been postponed for a year. Um, He made a really good tackle in the second preseason game against Seattle. Unfortunately, on that tackle, he tore his ACL and will be out for the season. And, you know, he's in high spirits. You know, Steve Sarkeesian said he talked to him. Um, You know, everybody around the team, you know, said that he's in good spirits and, you know, he's better than me because, you know, you get so close to, you know, your NFL debut, you get so close to fulfilling your dreams and then you find out you have to wait a year to play. I mean, that could be demoralizing, you know, mental health wise, physically, you know, all of that. Right. You know, that just sucks. That's a major knee injury. Right. That's not something to, you know, kind of just poo poo, you know, or say, well, he'll be all right. You know, you never know that. Right. You never know how players are going to bounce back from that. Um, And it just sucks. You know, he had a role on his football team. I think Dan Quinn was going to really use him on the defensive side of the ball. He was going to be, you know, a special teamer and somebody that brought a lot of energy and a lot of, you know, um, intensity to this, uh, you know, Cowboys football team. And like I said, it just sucks, you know, a, a forever longhorn and and, uh, you know, somebody who, you know, really was going to get a chance to play some really good football on a really good team. Uh, in his rookie season now has to wait a year to do it you know but I expect him to bounce back better than ever you know I think he has that type of makeup you know I expect him to be a really good football player you know for the Cowboys next year and hopefully uh, he gets to wear that star on the helmet for the rest of his career you know and I can't wait to watch him I can't wait you know to see his resilience and I can't wait to see him bounce back from that you know it just was uh, very unfortunate you know unfortunate that it happened on a tackle him making a great play and you know, like I said, I think he could have brought a lot to the Cowboys this year on the field and off the field. And hopefully he can still do that off the field and, you know, be around the team and learn and, you know, be able to hit the ground running uh, next season, fully recovered off of a torn ACL. So you hate to see that for Demo. You hate to see that for any player, especially, you know, our former Longhorns I know Moro Ojemo. Uh, it got carted off in his game, but it seems like he's OK, you know, going into the season. But nonetheless, just a tough loss for this Cowboys football team. Uh, you know, a tough loss for the Texas football fans who were excited to watch the being overshone this year. Uh, but like I said, he's better than me. You know, I don't know how I would bounce back from it, but I know how he's going to bounce back from it. And that's going to be better than ever. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hook them. Peace.